I'm Chad Roberts, and I want to thank you for joining me on this special episode of Awaken to Grace as we look at Good Friday. You know, this Good Friday, I've been pondering the thief, the dying thief that was crucified next to Jesus Christ. You know, the one thief mocked and railed against Jesus, saying, save yourself and save us. But the other thief, the thief that God opened his heart to the gospel, that thief didn't say, save me. That thief simply said, remember me. Today, we're going to talk about the humility of that dying thief. And we're going to explore and examine the words that Jesus said, the promise that he gave. Today, you will be with me in paradise. I hope you enjoy this short devotion called Remember Me, the Dying Thief. If you have a Bible or your device, turn to Luke chapter 23, Luke chapter 23, and tonight, just for a moment, I want to look at and think on the amazing words of the thief on the cross. I hope that you've had a good Friday already. I hope that in the busyness of your day that you have pondered, that you have thought about the sacrifice that Christ truly made for us. I'm so appreciative that you carved out time out of your busy lives and your busy schedule and that you're here tonight observing communion with us. You know, it's a little sweeter to me this year because we were unable to have Good Friday last year. Do you remember that? Everything was shut down and we were in our homes and we were unable to observe Good Friday together. We were unable to do Easter, Resurrection, Celebration Sunday together, and this year's different. We're going to be able to. Amen? Well, Luke chapter 23, I want to talk just for a few moments, and they're going to come back, and they're going to close our night with a powerful song. I want to focus for just a moment on the dying thief, and what he said to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you look, I believe it's in verse 39. If you look, it was the soldiers that were mocking Christ, verses 36 to 39. They were saying, prophesy, and if you're truly the king of the Jews, which that's what they were mocking him with, they were saying then, Come off of the cross and save yourself, right? The other criminal, you know, Jesus was crucified with two other criminals on each of his side. And the other criminal, the Bible says, railed against Christ. And the other criminal said, save yourself. And notice what the criminal said. I find this highly fascinating. The criminal said, save yourself. And save who? And save us. What an interesting thing. But what I find the most interesting about this text that I've been pondering all of this Good Friday season, it's not anything like what the other thief said. The other thief, who was no doubt the first convert by the blood of Christ, (laughs) the other thief did not say, 
save me. The other thief did not say, redeem me, or honor me, or do something great for me. No, in enormous humility, what did the dying thief say to Christ? And he said to Jesus, remember me. What humility is in that phrase? While the one thief railed, as Scripture says, as the one thief mocked, as Scripture said, he joined the soldiers in hurling these mockings at Christ. No, the other thief, with absolute humility in his heart, what did he say? Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Isn't that remarkable? And I want to share with you tonight that if you ever wonder, what is true salvation? You know, a lot of people struggle with, have they truly been saved before? You may be here tonight, and you may have a great struggle in your soul. Am I truly born again? I'll never forget some years ago, a young lady came up to me, probably in her early 30s, and this lady said, uh, Chad, I'm so worried, I'm so concerned that I'm not truly saved. Well, I was this lady's pastor. I saw the evidence in her life. I saw the fruit in her life. But I wasn't going to tell her, oh, don't worry, I, I, I believe you're saved. No, I wanted a little closer examination of this. And I said, why do you feel like you're not saved? Well, I just, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't know if I am. And I pray and I pray. I ask God to save me. I don't feel any different. I do this and this. And I said, well, explain to me what you feel that you did when you got saved. Oh, well, I did this and I said this and I meant this and I prayed this. And I stopped her and I said... Do you hear how many times you're saying I? Salvation is not necessarily in what we do. See, the scriptures say that it is God who is the author. He's the beginner. And he is the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. Our salvation from beginning to end is in Jesus Christ. And there's no greater Example of this than the dying thief. Did this dying thief have an opportunity to clean his life up? Did the dying thief have any opportunity to do good works for the Lord? Did the dying thief even have an opportunity to be baptized? The dying thief had no opportunity except one thing that in humility, he didn't even say, Save me. He simply said, remember me. What was it that saved this dying thief? In humility, he trusted Jesus. In his humility, he leaned into the Lord and he trusted on Jesus for his eternal salvation. Friends, have you done the same thing? Or is your salvation wrapped up in you, the things that you do or the way that you behave or the way that you prayed or whatever. 
If you don't have full assurance of salvation tonight, you can have full assurance. Because I assure you of this, the thief had opportunity to do nothing except trust Jesus. The Bible teaches in 1 John 3, 19 and 20, it's some of the sweetest words in the scriptures. It says, by this we are reassured of the truth. By what? That even if our hearts condemn us, verse 20, even, think about this, even if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than even our heart. Think of the power of that. Does your past condemn you? Do your sins condemn you? Does guilt condemn you? Does condemnation in your heart condemn you? No, my friends, God is greater than absolutely all of it. And nothing is exemplified better than the dying thief who all he said is, Jesus, remember me. Is there humility in your trust for the Lord? Or do you think that because you are good enough or because you are spiritual enough or because you know enough or because you do enough that that will somehow earn or that will somehow credit salvation to you? No, friends. No, like the dying thief. It is humility in trusting in the Lord. So if you're someone that your past hinders your spiritual progress, if you're someone that past sins and past failures continuously halts you from going forward, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. See, here's what humility does. Humility lowers you down to the point you can accept God's true forgiveness because you know where so many people live right now so many people say they receive God's forgiveness but they're unable to forgive themselves is that where you are this good Friday are you unable to forgive yourself are you unable to walk away fully from your past and leave that behind see a false humility is really pride And a false humility says, oh, well, I'll never be good enough. And God will never truly forgive me. And God will never fully accept me. And God will never... No, no, no. Friends, you're not greater than God. Your past is not greater than God. Your sin is not greater than God. Even if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. Why? Romans 8, 1. There is therefore... Now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So what's the point? Are you humble enough that like this dying thief, you can accept God's forgiveness? Are you humble enough that not only do you believe God has forgiven you, but you can forgive yourself and you can go forward in Jesus' name? He said, remember me. And then he said something very interesting next. Notice what he says. When you come into your kingdom. Now isn't that fascinating? How did this dying thief know that there was a kingdom to come? How did he know? 
Well, they had written a sign on the top of the cross that read, King of the Jews. The soldiers had mocked and scorned and called him the King of the Jews. But you know what the power of the gospel is? The power of the gospel is that it transforms a heart. The power of the gospel is that to those who have an ear to hear, they will hear. Amen? See, on Easter Sunday, this place is going to be filled to capacity, isn't it? Do you know who's going to hear? Those who have an ear to hear. And by God's grace, oh, the people that are going to come into the kingdom of God on April 4th. Amen? It's going to be a glorious, glorious morning because the gospel is going to be proclaimed. And the gospel, just like the dying thief, the gospel is going to be heard and the gospel is going to be believed. And what did this dying thief say? In humility, not save me, Not honor me. This dying thief said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. What faith. What transformation. And then look what Jesus said to him next. This is beautiful. Jesus said these amazing words to him. Today you will be with me. In paradise. Remarkable. You know, there are many believers, many good, godly people who believe that once we die, our soul just stays unconscious until the resurrection day. It's called soul sleeping. Many, uh, many good believers think this. I happen to believe it's enormously unbiblical. I don't throw stones at believers who think this way. I don't think they're not going to go to heaven. But I think that Scripture refutes it. And this is one of the places where I think Scripture refutes it the most. What did Jesus say very clearly? Today. Today you will be with me In paradise. What did Paul say? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Do you think that Paul wrote in Scripture and said, I am betwixt the two, is how the King James says. He says, I'm in in conflict here. Do I stay and remain with you or do I go on to be with the Lord, which is far better? Do you think Paul would have wrote that if he thought, well, now I'm probably going to be unconscious for at least 2,000 more years? Then why would he say then it's far better for me to go on and be with the Lord? Because it is a present reality. You see what I'm saying? My dad passed in 2017, but see, he's more alive now than he's ever been. Because we pass Away does not mean we cease to exist. We're alive in the presence of the Lord. That's why Jesus said, if a man believes in me, though he die, 
yet shall he live. But see, the question is, is that present or is that future? Well, Jesus answered it and said, today you will be with me in paradise. What happened when Stephen was being stoned to death? Did he go into soul sleeping? Not according to the Bible. He saw the Lord Jesus standing and he said, receive me. No, I, I, can't, I can't hold to soul sleeping when scripture, I think, overwhelmingly teaches that when we pass from this life, we are in the presence of the Lord if you're born again. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. My question tonight on this Good Friday is do you have humility in your heart? This dying thief could have very easily yelled out, save me, but he didn't. He simply said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Friends, I don't know if there are more humble words in all of the pages of the Bible than from that dying thief on that incredible day. Do you have that same kind of humility? Let's bow our heads right now. I want to ask Matt and Kylie to come back. and, If you don't mind, would you do There is a Fountain once again? I especially love the verse. How the thief rejoiced to see. As they sing this, ponder that day. Look with your mind's eye at that dying thief. (laughs) You know, when Christ hung between heaven and earth and really between two covenants, the old and the new, and literally as his blood was being shed a soul came into the kingdom of God there was rejection and there was acceptance Hmm. and so it is today men reject men accept Ponder the humility of this dying thief as they sing.